Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia, joined with... The curator, as always. And we're back at Halo Haven. Uh, took last Sunday off. I had a family wedding, busy schedule, but now we're back uh, to our normal scheduled uh, appearances, I guess. But um, real quick, before we get to the craziness of the uh, the New York series, and that those games were absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to touch on real quick... And then you can add if you want, um, Chris. But today, today, as we record, is July 1st. Obviously, um, the passing of Tyler Skaggs happened today, two years ago. And if you've been following this podcast for, um, you know, for the past handful of years, you know our relationship not only we had with Tyler, but obviously with Carly and, and the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. So um, I posted a little something on our, on our Instagram and our Twitter um, mentioning that even though today's a sad day, we are happy to announce that we did raise over $800 for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation at um, our event last Saturday at Barrel and Stave in the city of Fullerton with uh, the biggest of help with the uh, Illin Empire Bearded Villains. And that was just a great um, sight to see all these people get together and, and for a cause. And it was great. And obviously all the donations were made in Johnny Mags's name. Um, but unfortunately, you can't really bring up the Skaggs death without something else that's in the news uh, a couple of days ago. And again, I'm going to keep it light, keep it brief, just because there's a lot of questions that we don't have answers to. Um, obviously the Skaggs family is taking the angels to court. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But, you know, at the end of the day, a young, you know, promising athlete lost his life to something that, um, you know, Maybe could have been prevented, maybe not. You know, when you're dealing with something like addiction, it's a very tricky matter. If Even if you don't maybe know someone directly affected by something like that, I guarantee you know someone who does. So um, I don't want to speak too much of it because obviously there's a lot of questions and a lot of answers that we don't have yet. But I felt today, July 1st, uh, something that had to be brought up and just wanted to touch on that real quick. So, Chris, if you have anything else to add on that. Yeah, I saw the saw the news break. Of course, it, it was expected. Uh, statute of limitations were running out, so it, they did file, and you knew it was going to happen. Um, I can't blame the family one bit. Right. Uh, if we were in their position, we probably would be doing the same. Uh, it's not good for them. It's not good for the angels. It's just not, you know, even, you even if someone wins and someone loses, I think everyone loses. Exactly. It's just, uh, it's an ugly thing. And it's, if it goes all the way through and every, and it goes to court, it goes to trial. There's going to be some, a lot of ugliness, uh, a lot of exposure, um, exposure on both Tyler's side, side, on both side probably, also yeah. on the angel side. So, um, I don't know. I guess for both sides, I would, I would hope there would be a settlement, hopefully reached. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough day. Yeah, it's it's again nothing easy to talk about. But um, obviously, the biggest part of this, and you know, and the comment section is the worst thing in the world. I, I feel is that you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's someone lost their life. And I think I just hope, I guess, is a better word that people don't lose sight of that. You know. Um, all the money in the world won't bring Tyler back. And, and, you know, um, for people that are judgmental on the family, I've seen a lot of that, um, us knowing the family, the way we do, we know how deeply hurt they are and how 
is played out is exactly not what exactly not the way they wanted it to. So um, that's kind of it on the, on, on this, on that front. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not an easy topic to talk about, but I felt like had to touch on at least a little bit, especially with today being the day that it is. Yeah. I feel like you could make it a, its own podcast. Right. If you truly wanted to. And yeah, the comments are ugly. Um, I used to read all the comments, especially like on any type of LA times or ESPN and Twitter. You know, um, yeah. It's just very ugly. Like, you know, um, you know, calling Tyler a drug addict, you know, he, Blah blah blah. Right. But, I mean, everyone has a struggle. Everyone has an addiction. It might not be what his addiction was, or, or you know, but it could be. You know, he could have something else. Right. And so, um, I don't know. Yeah. And also, his addiction wasn't to to what killed him. It was fentanyl. And if you've been reading the news at all, fentanyl just a real like minuscule doses will kill anyone and Tyler wouldn't have died if he didn't have the fentanyl. Um, So that's pretty much it. Uh, If he would have just taken what he was addicted to, he would have lived the rest of his life and he could have lived on doing that same thing. He knew what he could handle. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, it's whether like, it's a good or bad, it's just the without that being introduced. And if you see how many deaths are happening, uh, especially in Southern California due to fentanyl, it's they're on the rise like thousands of percent. And um, it's a it's a crazy thing. So yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I try not to judge people on their worst, worst time, their worst judgment. So uh, I'll keep the same thing with this. So, again, there's no easy way to transition, but. We have to. There's games to talk about. Obviously, like I mentioned before, um, before the New York series, we have the Tampa Bay series. We didn't really talk about that. Drop the first two, but Patrick Sandoval coming through on Sunday. Kind of like what you mentioned before on a podcast a couple weeks ago, that you have to give this guy a start, and he's paid off so far um, with that opportunity. Yeah. So and, uh, nice to have like a solid young left young left hander yeah. in the mix. Exactly. Yeah. So um, a, a lot of praise goes to Sandoval he, taking that opportunity and absolutely running with it right now. And with Jose Quintana coming back, not getting a spot back, but coming out of the bullpen. And that kind of uh, is forecast for something that's going to happen in the future when we get to it. But uh, Sandoval gets the single win in Tampa Bay. The Angels only end up taking one out of the three. Going into New York Monday, um, obviously Dylan Bundy on the mound. We kind of talked about his struggles, um, you know, to this point and what happened. Is he injured? Is it the is it the uh, sticky stuff situation? What is it for Bundy? But um, this time through, it ended up being the heat. But before he even took the mound, um, Shohei Otani would show why he is now. Whoa. I can say this now. Is officially I saw what you did there. Yeah, exactly. We'll show <laughs> why he is officially an all-star. And Otani gets one in his first at bat in the Bronx. Got it. Dude is amazing. Told you he'd get a hit. What do you think about Maddie's V call right there? <laughs> this dude is amazing. Um, yeah, biggest stage in the world, and to come out right out the gate, and I meant. It's a short porch. Yeah, but, but still, it, regardless of the short porch, still, it wasn't the pressure, matter. the nurse, uh, Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure there's a huge Japanese crowd out at the game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then what I really did like is I, I saw a lot of New York fans even – Giving them like a ovation, game recognized game, or you know, yeah. you know, give them, you know. So I did appreciate that. So absolutely. Um, so obviously, cool. obviously, he puts up the Angels one zero early after Anthony Rendon walk. Jared Walsh comes up to the plate, not knowing at this point he would play a huge factor in this weekend, but he does this. Walsh centers up a ball and sends it out to deep left center field. That's off the base of the fence. Rendon's being waved around. Throw to the plate, not nearly in time. 2-0 Angels on an RBI double by Jared Walsh. The guy that continues to produce for the Angels at that first base spot. Um, Hate to say it, but Albert who? Who? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Albert. Albert. Oh, that oh, guy. I think I heard of him. Yeah. So, anyways, Angels would be up 2-0 at the end of the or at the end of the top of the first. Um, it was hot. It was muggy. Obviously, the humidity came into play quite a bit. Um, 
Bundy would give one of those runs back in the first inning to make it two to one. And the and the bottom of the second, though, this is where it gets kind of strange. Um, you know, after giving up a home run and a single with two out in the inning, all of a sudden Bundy, and if you watch this game, it looked like he dipped his hat in like a cooler and then put it on his head. It was dripping. With, I don't know if you watched the game at all. I didn't see when he upchucked. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly what this uh, turned into. Nor did I want to watch a video <laughs> of it. <laughs> so, um, obviously, like I said, hot, humid. I kind of talked about I did. I did a live right after. I don't know if it was just him not prepared for that kind of heat or what the case may be, but um, with two outs in the, sec- in the second inning, he ends up going to the back of the mound and just letting it all go. Dude, have you ever thrown up in front of people? Uh, I'm sure I've been like really drunk in my 20s and did it in front of people and don't remember, but I meant like not that many yeah, people without alcohol. Like, oh no, people, no, it's like the worst. I did it in like I don't know, like seventh grade at a high school uh, soccer game in front of like a bunch of girls. It was terrible. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, and I wasn't drunk. It was just I was like you know 12. Um, <laughs> but it's the worst. It's uh, and I'm I'm sure it's like heat dehydration or something like that. Or he did a, like a Babe Ruth or a Mickey Mantle was out all night, night in the big yeah. city. I don't know either one. Yeah. Um, so but. obviously his day got ended really quickly. And the funny part too is though he's throwing up, and the camera for the TV broadcast cuts away right once he's everything starts coming out. Like oh, it, it cuts away to like <laughs> reaction. go to camera too. Yeah, exactly. Reactions like to a different part of the crowd and stuff like that. But the people in the stadium, whoever was running the camera system there, didn't cut away or. They kept on replaying it because in the background, you can hear the people, people were, going, oh, oh, oh. so um, the New York uh, fans definitely got, you know, a, an eyeful of what was happening with Bundy. But like I said, he would be taken out at that point going one and two thirds, four hits, two earned runs, only 43 pitches, which would be key in, you know, later on in this series. But that was it. And who comes in for him? Jose Suarez. Another like we mentioned, we we. Talked about Sandoval a little bit before. Another young guy that has been really good out of the bullpen recently. Yeah, outside of like, I don't know, like outside of Otani, I would say this is probably the most valuable pitcher we've had all year because he's been pieced in and has, you know, been asked to go three, maybe even four innings at a time. And looking at his track record the last few years, I would not have expected that because he gave it. Of last, last year. Yeah. Uh, we're talking ERAs in the sixes, sevens coming in, getting blown up. But he came in, I think it was that Astros. It was either, I think it was the Astros game right. early in the year where he had to come in and be like a. Same thing. Like, a, 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 for whatever reason, a, I think a starter. He was like, a, I think they did like an opener and then like he. Well, I think, no, I, I don't. I think his same thing was like a starter doesn't go deep. Yeah. And then he's the only so guy really in that, in that bullpen that can give you, like you mentioned, yeah. three, four innings of. Of work where if he's on it, you know, you don't really use your bullpen a whole lot because of the fact that, like I said, he can go four innings or whatever. So Suarez would come in, come in after his tie 2 2. Um, it would stay 2 2 when Stasi grounds out and scores Anthony Rondon. Angels go up 3 2. And in the six, they would add one more off of uh, Juan Lagares. Base is empty for Juan Lagares. To deep right field. That one's got a chance, and it goes just the second of the year for Lagares. That one was probably a short porch one. <laughs> that one, I don't know if it gets out if it's at Angel Stadium or some other stadium. It but, doesn't matter. Yeah, but I say, but oh well, that's how they made the stadium. That's the beauty of baseball. Yeah, exactly. The beauty of baseball is each park has its own, own courts. Yeah. Unlike basketball, football, hockey, and that's why I like baseball. Yeah, I mean, for and I love too. They show this a lot, especially on when the Angels are on the road. It's like they overset. The Angel Stadium yeah. on the current stadium that's they're at. Cool. And you can see, like, oh, wow, that's like there was one where it was a pop fly at Angel Stadium, or not Angel Stadium. Um, I think it was in San Francisco. It was in that deep part of San Francisco where they put that o- an overlay over Angel Stadium, and that's like three three uh, rows deep into the stands, and it was yeah. a home run. And, and oh, San, yeah. Francisco, San Francisco, yeah, in that alley, yeah, in San Francisco, in it's, oh, it's it's just a pop fly or running, you know, yeah. rather fly ball kind of stuff. So um, again, Wallagars gets Angels even a little more of a cushion and makes it four to two. The only mistake 
uh, Suarez would make would be the John Carlos stand in the sixth inning where he gives up a home run, but that's it. That's all he would do. He ended up going five and a third. So, like you said, that's like a good start for pitchers nowadays, a five and a third. That's a quality with, start. Yeah, with two hits, one and run, the home run I said gave up by uh, gave up to John Carl Stan and five strikeouts. So, it's like that's a start right there. Some people were worried, like, well, you know, he what if he doesn't go deep into games? It's like he went five innings like or into yeah. the sixth inning. Like, yeah. That's a regular start for a lot of pitchers now. It's like he doesn't, especially for our pitchers. Right? He doesn't How need, many of our guys? He doesn't need to go beat. seven. Like if he can give you into the sixth inning, you'll take that every time, especially when he's only giving up one run. And something too, like I, I, they talked about it on the broadcast, and I brought it up a couple times. You look at some of the top pitching prospects in college; they're like a year older than what Suarez is right now. Yeah, I think people forget how young he really is. I mean, just at the game we went to a few weekends ago, we were right outside the bullpen mm-hmm. and just looking at him. I'm like, dude, this kid, this guy looks young. young. Yeah, he's he's like a kind of like a shorter, kind of stockier dude, right? But, but he does have that baby face, kind of baby. Like, people want to call him. Kind of uh, like a Uria. Yeah. Well, or, people call him, too, like, uh, what is it, baby Bartolo? Because he does have that kind <laughs> of. that body type. I but, get like, it. but it's like, you know, the, the like, we would call it baby fat. Like, when I coach football, it's like, you would get the sophomore or junior in to high school football, and he still kind of has that baby fat. It's like, it's, 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 he's big, but it's not toned. And I feel yeah. like he's still kind of in that. And, but, um, yeah, he's a young kid. And if this is the year that he puts it together, or at least. I think as Angel fans, at least takes the step towards putting it together more yeah. so than um, other years, obviously. And you mentioned it like last year, he got absolutely lit up in that abbreviated season, but yeah. has definitely come back and shown that he deserves a starting rotation and spot. And that's the big topic that happened at the end of this game. But Jose Iglesias would double in Scott Shebler in the eighth to make it five to three. And that's exactly how it end. Five to three angels take the opening series, opening game of the series in New York. Um, Obviously, if they're trying to get the 500 by the by the All Star break, this was a huge uh, step forward in that uh, quest, if you will. So that was Monday again. Uh, Bundy not so good. Angels offense pretty good. So again, that helps out uh, a lot. So we go to Tuesday. Obviously, Andrew Heaney on the mound. This game got a little out of hand quickly. Um, Andrew would give up a home run to Gary Sanchez in the first, making it 1-0. If you watch this game. You know, the the strike zone was a little tight. It was a little tight for, you know, for Andrew. When he's working well, it's when he can get that high fastball called. Not necessarily yeah. swung and miss, but he can get that call and he can work everything else off of it. But he wasn't getting that call in this game, and it really showed that when that doesn't work, he doesn't have the stuff where you can throw it in the strike zone and the movement will do the work for you kind of deal. Like he – he has to set stuff up to work later in the game. And when that didn't happen for him, he had a really, really tough game. Like I said, gave up a home run to Gary Sanchez in the first angels would come right back though. In the second with a two run home run by Jose Iglesias, who has been um, kind of a Yankee killer this whole series, yeah. which is yeah. uh, there's always seems to be one in the angels lore. Cause you know, you know, as much as anybody angels, for whatever reason, always seem to play the Yankees really well. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those teams. I mean, Whatever it was, whatever team it was for you, like when you're, you know, playing football, baseball, whatever it is, it's that team you you get up for. Yeah. And even though they're the four, they're in fourth place in the, you know, AL East. It doesn't matter. It's the yeah. Yankees. It's the most storied franchise in the history of American sports, and you're in you're in a brutal ass environment. That whole roll call stuff that's going on in the outfield. The you know a, a fan base known for throwing batteries at you know outfielders and staying well, all sorts of stuff. Right? I'm I'm for that. All. I'm for that. Yeah, you, too. you love that I'm kind of stuff. I love yeah. It. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. You want to play them? It's the Yankees. And, it's the damn Yankees. Yeah. And so it's uh, – it, but the Angels historically have played – Sosha's era was and, really good. And it's before Sosha. And, like, what, what do you account for? Is it a jer- It's a jersey playing a jersey. Right. But um, we always play the Yankees pretty well. So. Yeah. I mean, and Juan Lagares, again, two-run home run in the second would give the Angels a two-to-one lead. But in the bottom uh, of the second, you would think uh, Heaney would uh, – Kind of tighten up a little bit in the in the sorry in the bottom of the second inning, uh, he did good. But then in the uh, the next inning is when it kind of uh, unraveled from the third. After Otani gives 
the Angels and a home run, another home run. I mean, Otani's just been on fire. Yeah. yeah so uh, Andrew would continue to struggle, not getting, doesn't get out of the fourth inning. So again, pitchers don't go deep. Now your extended guy is out. Obviously Suarez. So you can't go to him and to eat up innings. So now you kind of have to piece it together. Um, Holt just got called up this during this game. Got put in right away, and it showed why he wasn't here uh, for the long term. Uh, he kind of got lit up a little bit, but Heaney would end up going three innings, five hits, seven earned runs, four walks. Again, that strike zone was pretty tight. The four walks definitely hurt, and the, uh, him unable to kind of set things up hurt Andrew a lot um, 4Ks and then in a, in a ballpark like Yankee Stadium when you come towards the middle of the play you end up giving up a lot of, uh, up a lot of home runs gave up three home runs in this outing so um, not a great outing gave up like I said a home run to uh, Sue Sanchez and then I'll see uh, Andujar also but you know not a great outing by him and Angels were never really able to um, recover from that Otani did end up hitting a second home run doing his part to kind of catch up uh, two home runs today. The second one was a two run home run, his 28th of the year. And as far as I know, I think he's still the leader in, in, in the majors with yeah, 28 home runs. Yeah, he's still leading. Um, I think you said that he would be under Shut up. 23 Shut home up. runs for the entire <laughs> year. So uh, I think I'll take a, I'll take my no, winnings. Take, take the, I'll take the over. I think we bet money on that, but um, yeah. yeah, insane. Uh, the streak he's on is something I don't think this sport's seen before. Um, yeah, I just you just kind of wonder if he's is he gonna hit 60. 60. Yeah, can you imagine if 60, he 60 you know, 60, 61, always been the you know, the benchmark, you know, pre steroids era and stuff like even, that? Even in this, I think it's safe to say, well, again, with 28 home runs right now, with a week left before, like, and then think of the week he had. Right, he had six home runs in a week. If you know he's going to have, you know, you would think he would have thirty by the All Star break. And then, and then what if he played today? What? Yeah, he would have played today because he, he, only, he only. We're going to get to that. Yeah, but, but he only pitched two thirds of an inning. Even if he gets, it's a, you know, like you said, sixty and sixty one are kind of like that. Those magic numbers, post or pre steroid era. But like, what if he still? Even if he gets to fifty. Dude, that's that's still ab- crazy for um, a pitcher to get <laughs> a pitcher to get. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, super exciting to see at the plate a guy that when he's at the plate, you definitely don't want to miss it because it just seems like once a game he's going to put one out. Or you know, I think too like extra base hits. I think he's leading the majors in extra base hits because you know you have Vladdy who's right Vladdy Junior right behind him, but. Vladdy Jr. isn't getting as many doubles and as many triples and as many stolen bases as mm-hmm. as Otani is. Like, you know, obviously Vladdy is a little bigger, so he can't run the bases as as well as Otani, as fast as Otani, but still it's just, you know, and even in this game, in the ninth inning, Otani is, you know, he hits a uh, a ball, you know, infield grounder, but he's still busting his ass down the line. He yeah, almost, like he a, almost like beat a it out. Gazelle out there, dude. The legs, yeah, his legs are so long that you don't think Jeez, he's as fast man. as he is. Smooth. But like I said, Otani did his job. He tried to get this team back. Angels would lose eleven to five, and as of that point, was they were splitting the series. You know, one one in a four game series. We've always talked about it. If you could split a series on the road against a good team, which I don't know, the Yankees have definitely fallen off in the last handful of weeks, but. They're still the Yankees. They still have Judge. They still have um, Stanton. Stanton. They still have Andrew. They still have guys that you recognize and guys that can play well. So a split from these guys would would, would definitely help. Uh, going into Wednesday now, batshit crazy game. I mean, I don't know how else to how else to put it, how else to talk about it. But Phil, oh, let me get this first. Otani on the mound. So all that hype rolling over into the next day with Otani. Uh, taking the mouth yeah, first time, first time in his professional yeah. career ever in playing New against the Yankees. Pitching, in the Yankees, pitching. In, yeah, he's never. Well, he he's he never batted. Pitched he never pitched against, against the Yankees. He's batted against the Yankees. away. Yeah. So uh, again, much to do about this all over the place. I mean, it's you could not 
miss it if you're on social media, whether yeah. it's the Angels posting it, MLB.com posting it. I was hyped. MLB, like, you know, uh, Cut 4 was like any kind of MLB or fan mm-hmm. site was all posting this. So before he even gets on the mound, the Angels would do this. Phil Goslin, the Angels cleanup man. Goslin drives that one right. It's well struck. Toward the wall, tracking, and oh, Goslin has just hit a home run, a two-run shot with two outs, and the Angels take the early lead. It's 2 nothing. So the goose is loose, as um, Gooby likes to say. Two-run home run, batting cleanup. And I also would like to mention the only 300-plus hitter on our team, I think, right now. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't qualify for a bat. Oh, he's got a decent amount of bats. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I mean, I don't think he qualifies for being, like, in the, you know. Uh, average race. Average, average race, race yeah. or anything like that. But, geez. Yeah, I mean, Angels, if anything, have a abundance of <laughs> utility guys. You talk about Phil. You talk about Renifo. You talk about Wong, who's obviously down in, in AAA right now, but he can come up and play multiple positions and do it, you know, decently. Mm-hmm. Um, Rojas is, you know, okay. As, a, as Like I said, like as a utility kind of bench player, they seem to have the market kind of uh, set on that. And then even, too, I guess you could say – Yeah, I don't know Ward. if it's like a market you want to win. But. No, it isn't. But, <laughs> but hey, hey. you got to look at the bright side. Yeah. As a manager, you love that. You, want. Uh, you absolutely that's love that as a manager. Um the Otani, let me see. Those right, so let's see what this the Otani start was like a heavyweight fight where one of the boxers get knocked out. Yeah, that was um kind of how it <laughs> happened. Obviously, the Angels were up 2-0 in the top of the first. Otani on the mound, like you mentioned, in the middle of New York. And this is a start he would definitely would want to forget. He is, and I'm not gonna say he pitchers in general will. Every pitcher will have this kind of a game. I just yeah. don't know if it's going to be with this many people watching. Yeah, but every pitcher will have this kind of game. Dude, that is, yeah, of all games that you do not want to have that game, it was that game. And uh, going back to what you're talking about, Heaney start. He started getting closed in by the umpire. He the wasn't getting those. He here. wouldn't get the. He wouldn't get the borderline calls, and it got him early. The walks mounted up. And the game got out of control. Exactly, and and it was it's a mental thing. And then he could not hit the strike zone. It was apparent, and gave up some singles to left, and boom. Yeah, you could tell his control was control was an issue. And and we've talked about this before on the podcast, where it's like when he normally comes out and has a good outing, his his velo isn't great. Like it's at sitting at like 90, 94, 95. Yeah. This time, when his velo came out, it was up there already. So in my head, I'm thinking adrenaline. He's no, he, no, he was like 94, 95, but then he cranked up. For, That's what I'm saying. And like, for a I think few guys, the, I think and, the, they, and they said it usually comes later in the game. But, and I think the yeah. adrenaline kind of got to him at that point. Yeah, he was getting squeezed out. Well, that too, yeah. Big time. And then that's just defeating as a pitcher. You got a three-two count, and you get that walk, and another walk. Pitch count went up way up. Way I want to say he was almost that, like he was at, sixty or something. He was at like fifty. Or I, I it was I looked up, yeah, but it was it was definitely way up there for the first inning, and um, yeah, his command wasn't there. And, and we've always talked about with Otani, his biggest thing is getting out of that first inning, get it settled in. Never able to settle in. Um, and the bigger part of this too, strategy wise, is that he was batting leadoff in this game. Yeah, so you lose his. You bat. lose DH, so he would end up only going two thirds of an inning. Two again, two hits, seven earned runs, four walks, one yeah. K. Yeah. That is not a line you ever want to see, or that you really ever see. Yeah, it wasn't like he was getting just mashed on. No, it was like you got two hits that were hit pretty well, but everything else was walks. And then two, for as much struggles as New York has. They are very patient mm-hmm. at the plate. They're not the type that – because they don't have a ton of speed, so they're not a type of team that will go first to third a whole lot, but they do work walks and they do work pitch counts, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, when you see Otani not throwing strikes, why swing? Yeah, it's uh, it's the old adage, a walk is as good as a hit. Oh, yeah, you hear it all the time. Right? Yeah. You hear that? That's like from Little League days, right? And it's true. Oh, yeah. You saw yeah, yeah, like two hits, seven runs. We'll Dude. take it. There's seven runs, yeah, seven runs, crazy, no matter how you get to that's it. That's a crazy line. 
That's so, some productive. So obviously, like I mentioned, Otani would be out in the first inning, and this would put the Angels at a big disadvantage offensively. In the back of your mind, because of missing that extra batter, you don't have a huge bench. I think you had three people on the bench. You had Renjifo, Stassi, and um, uh, your buddy in the outfield. Uh, what was it? Uh, Gosselin? Goss- no, not Gosselin. No. He was playing already. Um, remember, he hit the home run. Um, uh, you're saying my buddy. What's his name? Uh, the one that says you, he can't hit a strike because he's always uh, swinging at the high wall. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, Shevler. I almost said Schwarber. I'm like, no, Schwarber. Yeah. yeah. I those, wish it was Schwarber. Those are the three guys on your bench at that point. And if you remember the San Francisco game, that game ended with Canning in left field and Ward behind home plate. So you definitely don't want a repeat of that. Yeah. So with Otani going out so early, it definitely put the Angels at a disadvantage. Uh, but it would be 7-3 to three after the second inning, and in the bottom of the third, there would be the first rain delay of the night. Um, obviously, we mentioned before, it was kind of a muggy series, so you kind of felt like the weather was coming in. This rain delay would be about 45-50 minutes. Um, you know, you kind of just didn't know if this rain delay was going to be long enough to where, like, they canceled – not canceled the game, but – postpone it to a different day and at least at that point you can get a, like a full bullpen behind it and because yeah, we were still like before the fifth before or, the fifth so it was yeah so game. actually uh, i was actually hoping that we'd get rained out i think a lot of angel fans were at that and point yeah start a new call it a game nobody wins thank you for Make coming out <laughs> yeah thank you yeah, for coming out and, but that was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great like exhibition that was my help that didn't happen like i mentioned the rain delay was about uh 35 or 45 50 minutes um, but when we came back, again, this man, Jared Walsh, um, would come up to bat in the rain. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be playing in this mess right now. Walsh, it's a high fly ball. Down off the end of the bat, but still traveling up, over, and out of here. Jared Walsh, right by the 385 sign. It drops into the Yankee bullpen, and that is a home run for Walsh. So Walsh would uh, add another run on. And you can tell that the, it was a, the rain was really coming down. If you watched the highlight of that at bat, when the, the camera view was really up close, you could tell the rain was a big issue. So they hurry up and get through that half inning. And guess what? Call another rain delay. Um, this one would last around 91 minutes. And the same thing where, like, they're in – they're done. This is gonna be an official game if they really wanted to call it because that was the top of the fifth. Mm-hmm. With the Yankees up, they don't need to have their at bats. You could call the game, but after the nine uh, ninety-one minute delay, Bundy would come into the game and give you two strong innings out of the bullpen, and it showed, like I mentioned before, the only forty-something pitches before he got sick really um, paid off, I guess, in the long run. In this one, giving you again. Two innings. I think he struck out three, walked one. So a really strong inning, uh, really strong outing from Bundy. Um, once, yeah, like I said, once play resumed, um, Brett Gardner would home run to make it eight to four in the eighth inning. And at this point, you're kind of thinking, what? Well, I was thinking early on the game was over. So where, where, where were you at this point? I think I was asleep. By this <laughs> point. I, I, I don't think you'd be the only one. Yeah, I conceded. Um, I hate to admit that. The game was over. I watched some uh, How I Met Your Mother, got started on that, um, fell asleep, and I guess uh, we'll talk about what happened after that. And then same thing with me. is like you see this. I'm watching TV. You know, with the East Coast game, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll watch it to a certain point. It'll be over. I can have dinner. I can whatever. Uh, you, with you, all the delays, you got to think about time investment. Um, <laughs> how the angels have let us down the last, uh, you know. So you know, after this, during the second rain delay, I'm eating dinner. I'm hanging out with my wife. I'm like, oh, let's watch Loki on on Disney Plus. Love the show. Check it out. Uh, free advertisements. Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Brian Cosby. Yeah. Um, so I get done with that show and I have yet to see a final score on my phone. I see that Chapman's coming in in the ninth and the score is eight to four, but I don't see like a final score because I get updates when this, when someone scores and when the game's final, Mm -hmm. I do not see a score finalized at all. So I'm like, you know what? After the show, I turn it over. I'm like, Oh my God, there's two on. And then what ended up happening is that when Chapman comes in for the ninth, you get a leadoff walk by Ward. Lagaris gets a fielder's choice, so he takes Ward's spot. But then he walks Dassey, walks Rendon, and with the bases loaded, 
Walsh come up the bat, lefty on lefty. And if you've seen Walsh's numbers against lefties, they haven't yeah. been great. Yeah. So you're kind of like, all right, as long as he doesn't roll into a double play, maybe we can get something. Well, he did a little bit better than that. Here in the ninth inning for the Yankees. And he swings and lifts a high drive out into right center field. It's way out of here. The Angels come all the way back. Grand salami time for Walshy. Wow, just like that. Exactly what Gooby said. Just like that. And it's tied 8-8. Eight to eight, Bomb the ninth. Office off a roll this Chapman. Yeah, like you got to think about this. This is Walsh's coming of age moment. This is I have arrived. I'm not just some, you know, 30 Kid. plus round prospect. Yeah. Um, I put up some decent numbers. I took over for Albert Pujols. This is like I'm legitimate right now. I, I heard it's my second home run of the game and I hit my I don't know if this is his first grand slam, but I don't I, know, but. This is huge, dude. This is his defining moment. So what's far. a bigger what's a bigger moment for in this season alone? His walk off against Chicago early in the season, or this Grand Slam to tie it? No, this Grand Slam. This is what yeah. the Angels need to write write the ship. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it takes. I don't know, dude. but he ends up getting a Grand Slam, tied eight eight. They would make a pitching change. The Yankees would. Phil Gosselin comes up, walks. David Fletcher singles, and now tied eight eight. And I felt like this too in the ninth inning. You have to win it here. You can't go to extra innings with all this momentum that you built up. Yeah. You have to win it now. And Ren, uh, Luis Renjifo, who was, again, pitch hitting for that pitcher spot because, again, Otani, you know, Otani got out early. A couple of pitchers got a couple at bats. But at this point, you have to pitch hit. Luis Renjifo does the So the Angels take the lead 10 to 8. We'll end up adding one more in the, uh, to make it 11 8 when Taylor Ward comes up. The guy, the guy who started all this by taking a walk comes up, gets a double. Luis Renjifo would come around the score, making it 11 to 1. Rossell Iglesias would come in 1 2 3 in the ninth. Thank you for coming. Goodbye, uh, Yankee fans. Angels win 11 to 8 in a crazy, crazy comeback that um, I don't think. Angels fans have seen in a really long time. I know it's a, it's a comeback Angels haven't seen in a, in, at all because after this game, it came out that the Angels were the first team ever in the modern era, and I think that goes back to like 1910 or 1920 or something crazy like that. It's not very modern. Um, to give up seven innings in the first inning, score seven innings in the last inning, and win the game. Yeah. This, that's exactly what happened. And saying that's why I stopped watching. Yeah, this is why you fell asleep. The chances were very low. We're not great at all. So, um, obviously, the Angels win. The rain delays were huge. The game itself took three hours and 44 minutes, but add on two hours and 13 minutes worth of delays. Uh, You're talking about like a 1 o'clock ending over in New York, but for us, the West Coasters, it's like a normal game. It was over by like what, like 10, 10 05, 10 something? I don't know. I wasn't there for Oh, yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. That's right. Okay. I, I, that, that's, all, that's all that. So, uh, huge victory for the Angels. Huge, huge, huge. And then I was watching uh, Sports Center because when Angels have a big win or something like that, especially against like an East Coast team that they love to talk yeah, about. They, they love. Yeah. So I, I, I automatically turned to ESPN and see what they say. And they said, Did you, they had a Did You Know segment? Wednesday was the first time the Yankees entered the ninth inning with a four run lead and lost since August 18, 2000, also against the Angels. Mariano Rivera surrendered a game-tying three-run home run to, do you know? This is the year 2000. Uh, Garrett Anderson. No. Uh, Troy Gloss. No. Uh, Tim Salmon. No. Darren Ursat. No. Move on. Oh, yeah. That guy. Hey, you know what's kind of funny is I actually read this stat earlier. Did you? <laughs> so I don't know why I didn't get that. But. So yeah, so like we kind of mentioned before, Angels love playing the Yankees. Yeah, and so that was absolutely crazy. Angels win this game. Um, like I said, eleven to eight to I guess technically at this point take the series because the series got rained out today on Thursday. Um, that weather came in; they didn't even try to start that game up. So. Um, Able to get out there, taking two out of three from the Yankees, and exactly what you need to do. You try to get the 500 before the All-Star break. 
Yeah, that's a, just a huge motivational win. Uh, you feel, you know, like you got some momentum Man, going. The remote. Uh, yeah, and that's what it's all about. And if you got to get to 500 and then hopefully go on a crazy run afterwards. But if you're not 500 at the All-Star break, it's just not looking good. Yeah, you got to be sniffing, at least sniffing around. Yeah. And I guess the one thing, too, about the All-Star break and the trade deadline People are talking about acquisitions, mm-hmm. and in a way, you're going to get a huge acquisition regardless of if you make moves or not with Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, Mike Trout. That guy. Remember that guy? Yeah, the best player in baseball. Is he still or is it Otani? I don't know. They uh, Did you see what happened at MLB headquarters in New York? Got, repla- got re- replaced yeah, by – Yeah, they uh, replaced uh, Trout with Tatis. You got to play, man. Yeah. You got to play. Yeah. I mean, it's it up to the business. up there, though. Because he plays. Yeah. You got to play. Yeah. But you get Trout back. And that's like adding a bat in the trade deadline that you didn't have. Because that you didn't trade for. That you didn't. That you literally didn't trade yeah, for for anything. You didn't for pay any money for. Right. The, the, the money exchange was the money exchange yeah. to him already. So that's crazy. So that's going to be like an acquisition type already. And then, yeah, you can make moves as far as the bullpen needs to be shored up. Um maybe a starting pitcher, but with the sticky stuff, you have to kind of now reevaluate all the pitchers and I see. I wonder if Trevor Bauer is, like, available. Ooh. ooh. Maybe what, his price I mean, went down. I don't it's know if it's a trading block. Yeah. I, yeah. Ooh. Uh, moving on. Okay. Uh, anyway. Awkward. Um, but, yeah, so, again, take two out of three from the Yankees. Come back home against the Baltimore Orioles. Don't take them lightly, though. I will say that. They just got done sweeping the Astros. Wow. Yeah. In Houston. Dang. Exactly. Okay. So maybe this is their streak and they shot their wad and now maybe the Angels can uh, do a little better than the, than the Astros. So um, we'll see what happens there. We'll talk a little bit more about the pitching uh, matchups there. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to do the Curators Chronicles. You work hard and you play hard. So treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com. Promo code SD. I want to talk about Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, which is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join. That's it. It's that easy. So go ahead and check out Spotify Greenroom. It was not a beautiful day for a ball game. Not today. (laughs) Or yesterday, for that matter. In the Bronx, uh, as the rain came pouring down and canceled today's game. But here in California, it would have been a beautiful day for a ball game. A little warm, but at least clear skies. So with the All-Star game right around the corner, one of my favorite times of the year is the Midsummer Classic, as we call it, in America. Nothing more American. 
uh, then the All-Star Game America right Pie. around right after Fourth of July. Uh, these two things mesh together very well, and uh, something that I've always liked. And when the Angels get to host the All-Star Game, which does not happen often, it's something uh, you kind of have to bid for, and you have to wait your turn. And depending on what your stadium is say, like, they probably won't have one again until they yeah, have a stadium so, or they revamp the. Yeah, so we're one. talking, you know. Um, you know, we're we're some years out here. So uh, the Angels first ho- hosted the All-Star Game back in 1967, one year after opening up the Big A. And so it was a huge deal as they promoted the opening of the Anaheim Convention Center, which is very mid-century. Mid-century is all the rage right now. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't. It's all the 1960s <laughs> Space Age Atomic Rage home decor, but the... Uh, convention center opened the f- at the same time a- Anaheim stadium opened at, like relatively the same time. So it was a huge deal in Anaheim. So angels hosted the all-star game. Um, and it was quite the affair. Uh, so today on the curators Chronicles, we're going to bring to you an actual game ticket from the 1967 all-star game. And um, I love the all-star tickets behind us. You'll see different canvases from that's my ticket.com where you can get all these canvases of famous or important games in um, baseball history. And you'll actually see the canvas of this ticket way up there. If you can actually see it on your screen. Um, The crazy thing that we just discovered just a few years back or no, a few weeks back is that, Printed tickets are going extinct by extinct, the yeah. extinct, like the dodo bird, the dodo um, bird or the dinosaurs. Yeah. So just your ticket, like say the angels threw a no hitter. You're trying to go scavenge for tickets, you know, down on the ground. You are not going to find them. And it's because we're going ticketless, eco-friendly, eco-friendly. COVID-friendly. And I think with COVID is the final, like, Straw that excuse, the back, yeah. yeah, it's an excuse to say, hey, we don't have to print them. So if you're a season ticket holder, we, we received this news from our friend Tom Duino. You actually have to pay extra 100 and something change to get actual paper tickets. So people are scavenging for tickets ballpark, yeah. on a regular game that meant absolutely nothing. A regular Thursday in August. Against the Orioles. Yeah. Example, and you could sell that ticket online for twenty bucks, more 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 likely than what the ticket even costs. Yeah, and and not to mention if there's something connected to it, like let's say like a no hitter, or let's say a cycle, or let's say a three home run game by somebody. That's even more. Just oh, huge money. Yeah. Just depending yes. on what what you know happened during that game. So you went from games back in the 1980s where we're printing over 40,000 tickets to now we're printing over maybe 500 tickets. So uh, the law of scarcity, supply and demand is all coming into play here, kids. Uh, Simple simple economics. So you took uh, your uh, 12th grade year. Um, (laughs) But it is insane. And then if there is a momentous occasion – uh, like a debut, first oh, debut, yeah, Shohei yeah. De- Otani's first debut, home run, or whatever. first yeah. home run, or what happened last night? Who knows? Right? Um, yeah, those things go for more money, and uh, they they command that value. So it's kind of a crazy day in sports. Uh, we're gonna completely move away from tickets. Paper. And if you or see card stock, you even. see right here, these are some of my tickets from growing up. Uh, just throwing them in that box. And it's just kind of a sad thing because that was your free souvenir. Yes. Yeah. Not free, but I mean, yeah, but you you feel free because you feel like you're paying for the game and the ticket itself is free. And you want to put that in the scrapbook. You want something to remember, remember that you pull it out and you're like, Oh, I remember that game. You know, something, and something happened. Oh yeah, so and so went you know three for four and with two home runs or something like that. Yeah, and you write it on the ticket stub. Yeah, or you can get the ticket stub signed. Oh yeah, exactly. Like a little, you know, easy thing to get signed, and um, it's just sad. It's moving away. It's a different day in uh, baseball, but uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I enjoyed. She was kind of holding on to the ticket stubs and just, um, and even too like not baseball related, but kind of the same thing where my wife and I would go to Disneyland. Honestly, like a lot of times before Angel Games, and the parking permit was on cardstock. You know, whatever it has a yeah. date on it and. 
all that stuff. And we would actually keep those just because we can look back at the end of the year and be like, man, we went this day. Like kind of now it's like a receipt you get from, you know, uh, Sater Brothers or yeah. Albertsons. It's just Prince it's, it's a paper machine. receipt. And it's just like, there's no, the, the, you know, before it was a cardstock. It was thick, good cardstock that you know can stand the test of time. This one is just like, uh, it's going to be put in my pocket and it's just going to be crumpled up and thrown in the washer kind of deal. To complicate matters even worse, you used to be able to buy a ticket to go into Disneyland that also was good for the Angels game. So you go to Disneyland during the day. We used to do, we used to do that all the time. It's like a multi, just a it was like a multi-ticket, and it would have Disneyland characters like Donald and Mickey on the actual ticket. Ha-ha! And then you would take that over to Angel Stadium, and you'd get right in. Part dis- during the Disney era. Yeah. No, this is way before. The oh, Disney. really? Okay. This is like sixties and when they first you know, started, yeah. to get people. Yeah. In there. So super cool stuff. Gotcha. So um, yeah, the ticket stub is going by the wayside. The All Star Games on the horizon. Angel Stadium, as you know, Angel fans has hosted the All Star Game in nineteen sixty seven, nineteen eighty nine, and two thousand and ten. Did you go to any of them? I went to. Well, 67, I was not born. Well, yeah, okay. I wasn't yeah. even a thought. Um, <laughs> 89, I went to like the Fan Fest. And 2010, I went to the Home Run Derby. Okay. But, any, uh, any plans? And I know this is, you know, enemy territory feel, but any plans as of right now to make an appearance at Dodger Stadium next year for the All Star game? I would love to. Would you rather go to the, the All Star game itself or Home Run Derby? Probably home run derby. Just because it's I mean it's hard to say run. because you don't know who's gonna be in it then. I would love but. to go to the fan fest. Have you ever been to the fan fest? Did you go down to San Diego? I went to San Diego. Like, yeah. San Diego was really cool. Um just like I'm definitely gonna try to hit yeah, that. Yeah, the access, uh some Hall of Famers, just like the gear you could buy. And then even the, too, we're talking about a year from now, you gotta think that it's gonna be way more open, like whatever kind of restrictions they might have this year. Definitely isn't probably going to happen this year. Delta, would hope. Delta variant. Oh, Jesus. You don't, don't. It's don't. in California now. Okay, yeah. So watch out, everybody. <laughs> and on that on that note, uh, that, that is the Curator's Chronicles. Let's go. Again, that was the Curator's Chronicles. Um, so kind of now taking on some notes before we end this podcast. With the rain out today, that pushed everyone back starting pitching-wise. So like we mentioned, we have uh, Baltimore coming into Angel Stadium for the 4th of July weekend. Uh, you have Canning going Friday, Cobb going Saturday, and Sandoval going Sunday on the 4th of July. Kind of disappointing that there's not going to be a game 4th of July night. This is a getaway game, so it's going to be a 1 o'clock game. So, mm-hmm. uh, can't go to Angel Stadium for fireworks. Go to the game. Get hur- uh, hurry home and and um, watch some fireworks. You know wherever you're at. Yeah, America. I just, want, I just want that Otani pillow. America. That's Monday. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I want, I want that Otani pillow. <laughs> I don't care what day it is. Talking about Monday, and I don't even think you even uh, uh, meant to do it. But Monday is going to be for this season at least. They debut a Jose Suarez as a starting pitcher. He has officially taking, as of right now, and Matt had said it's going to be more than just a one-time deal, taking the spot of Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy's going to be working out of the bullpen now. Thoughts? Hmm. Uh, we kind of were texting about this earlier. Um, I think it's kind of like a little motivational thing for Maybe a little uh, spark, Bundy, yeah. like, you know, a little kick in the ass. Like, hey, dude, you got to step up. I under- I respect you as a veteran. And I know and I've seen what you can do, but you're just not doing it. And we can't just keep on relying on you to, you know, hopefully one day you're going to you're going to like come out like Dylan Bundy 2020 COVID season. Right. Um, First round pick Dylan Bundy. um, You like that's not going to get us a win. Yeah, we need wins. We need who's hot and we need to put them in and you got to respect that. And if you want to prove us otherwise, then do it in the bullpen. Right. And I'm sure there's going to be times where, because again, the angels rotation isn't the top. It's very inconsistent. Yeah. You have outings by Heaney that look great. You have outings by Otani that look great. You have outings by, you know, um, uh, a candy that look great, but they're always going to be an, a, an opportunity where a pitcher might only go two, three innings. And then you put Bundy out there. 
show us that you can go five innings with giving up one run or, you know, a handful of hits, but no runs. And then maybe you work your way back into the rotation that way. But Suarez will get the start. We're supposed to be on Sunday, but like I mentioned, with the rain out um, today on Thursday, push everyone back. And the rain out will be rescheduled for August. Um, let me see. I forgot what it was. I think I had it written down, but uh, no, I did not. So it's like August something or rather. I forgot what it was. But anyways, uh, the game will be rescheduled in New York. It's going to be an off day that was from um, the Angels are taking off from Anaheim. The, they play Houston and Anaheim. There's a, there was a day off before they go up to Detroit. So now they're going to have to make a pit stop Dang. to New York, play that one game, which will be now a nine-inning game because it's not going to be a doubleheader. So you're talking about a full game. And then right after that, fly up to Detroit for, uh, I think, a three-game series against Detroit. But that's in August. So um, in August, the team can look a lot different. And like we mentioned before, with a key trade uh, acquisition, if you will, of Mike Trout. So this whole – and, you know, you might have um, Joe Adele by then. You might have a couple bullpen pieces from the trade deadline there. You you know, you're, you could have uh, Upton back. This team can look completely different when they play New York mm-hmm. again. And so we'll see how that goes. Um, talking about Trout, I kind of mentioned it on the live. Move to the 60-day DL. So now he's not eligible to come back. I know a lot of talk about him coming back pre-All-Star um, break. Now this move, all it did was make it official that he's not going to make it before the yeah, All-Star and, break. And I think we, are, we all knew I think we all knew that. that. When, any, when, when anyone ever asked me, when is Trout coming back? I'm like, I'm thinking like mid to late July. Yeah, I can't see him coming back any earlier than that. And this kind of made it official. I think uh, the move to the 60-day made it the 17th, which is like the Tuesday or Wednesday after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. So um, fingers crossed. Hopefully have a rehab assignment in Inland Empire. And I will be on vacation out of town during the week that he probably will rehab. And that's why I don't go on vacation. Sad, <laughs> so sad. I will be there if it does. Um but we'll see. Maybe it comes down to where Angels are actually playing that week or that time where he is going to schedule a rehab. So hopefully it happens soon. Hopefully it happens maybe a little bit after the All-Star break. That will be a lot of fun to see him again at Empire and, and turn that place into a madhouse again. Because you remember, what, was two years nuts. ago, three years ago? It was nuts. It was crazy uh, to a point to where they had to like back in his truck. Into like the tunnel. Into the tunnel. Like – if you've been to Inland Empire, you know for the players that get in and out of the like locker room and like to their cars, you have to walk through You're the forced. concourse. Yeah, you have to walk through the concourse, and you know that's a great time for like fans like us. If we know like uh, the minor leaguers and some big names, like we've gotten a lot of signatures and just talk to guys there as they're walking to the car or whatever. But when Chow was there a handful of years ago or a few years ago, they backed his truck and literally to that where that door is. Then barricaded. Oh yeah, heck of it. Yep, and and he bounced. So um, obviously, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he uh, rehabs there, and if he is, I'll be there at least. I don't know if Chris will be. I guess coming on the Chris's schedule, but I will be there at least, and hopefully, bring you some live footage from there. So that's another thing. Trout sixty day DL. Another thing. Nine games left now to the All Star break. The Angels need to go six and three to finish at forty five and forty four. At the break. And like I mentioned, three against Baltimore, three against the Red Sox, both at home, and then three on the road against Seattle. Do they do it? Do they finish above 500? Yes. Yes, you're calling it now? Yeah. So, again, out of the nine, they need six wins. Yeah, we take one from the Red Sox. You need a sweep in there between the – And then we uh, take uh, two out of three from Seattle. And then you say you're sweeping Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully the two out of three in Seattle is when I'm going to be there because I will be there for that Saturday-Sunday game. All right. You know? Boots on the ground reporting from T-Mobile Stadium. Give a little uh, pep talk. I'll try. I'll be like, guys, hey, hey, remember me? I just want to be one of those guys, and you saw it a lot on the New York game, especially with it being so late, where there was only like four Angel fans at the end of it, like behind a dugout. So I'm gonna be one of those guys and just look for me. Hey, way to rap, man. Yeah, you know. Do it. Send me a photo. Send it to our DMs, Halo underscore Haven if if I'm on TV. So last question we have here, I put it on our Twitter. Again, it's at Halo underscore Haven. Um, with the idea of Otani, obviously being an all-star, he is under control. 
So Otani's contract, he signed for two years. And in that third year is in his last year of arbitration. So technically the Angels have him for three years under control. So my question on Twitter was, with Albert's money coming off the books at the end of this year, if you can go into this offseason and make one move, would you give a big extension to Otani, like a Trout-type extension, or would you sign a top free agent uh, starting pitcher? Uh, I'll drop the money on Otani. So 62% said give uh, Otani the extension, and 38% said go after the top free agent starting pitcher. You're going to find a better uh, pitcher than Otani and a better hitter? I don't think so. Not in this class. I know a lot of people are high up on Noah Syndergaard. He's going to be a free agent, but he has yet to pitch in this season. I don't even know if he's going to pitch this season because of Tommy John. Yeah. Otani's a two-for-one. Yeah. I think think you have to give him – you just signed the best free agent hitter? Yeah. Best free agent. Well, that's the same, pitcher. too. You don't necessarily have to do and it this year. under your control. But that's what I'm saying. Do you now – and this is where it gets kind of complicated was that you don't necessarily have to do it this year. Like I mentioned, you have them under control for the next – the rest of this year and then two years after it. Do you try to push the – do you try to kick the can down, down, the, uh, uh, down the road or do you just try to – Get it now. Yeah, sometimes you- if you lock it up, um, you get like a little sweetheart deal. Um, his first few years, like he was getting paid relatively Cheap. nothing, right? Yeah, Minor minimum contract, basically. Yeah. Um, like 500, 600. Yeah, he got the arbitration and all that. So I think this year, he'll, yeah. he'll be okay with that. It's a gamble a little bit. Um, you know, you don't know if he's going to keep all this up. And then also you think of inflation, you see other deals, economics, get, yeah, yeah, economics, kids, um, you see other deals get landed, mm-hmm. like you see a Bauer deal, then who, who knows? Because the sure, market could be way I'm up sure higher there's than there's a market now. that's going to, someone's going to top that deal and it just keeps on building. So you just need to just lock it up, lock it up, put a ring on it. There you go. Um, I kind of agree with you. Like, I know they can technically maybe do this after the 22 season after Upton comes off the books, but I mean, I'd rather have it signed, still delivered than hope for it later. You know, because yeah, imagine if he, when trial got locked up, man, that was like the biggest relief of my life. That was everyone. Like, and it, like I just, I was just like, oh my gosh, he's going to New York. He's going to Philadelphia. And then he, and then he stayed. And I was like, oh my gosh, the rest of my life until I'm like 50 years old is okay right. now. Yeah. Oh, he's going to sign somewhere else. Yeah. But he's going to be like 36 when he does that. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, you know, you don't be like Albert. Yeah. Don't be Albert. Don't be Albert. Don't go to New uh, LA. Um, but yeah, so that was a question on our Twitter poll. Again, you can follow us on social media. Halo underscore Haven, both on Twitter and on Instagram. And then obviously the Halo Haven page on Facebook. And then you can watch this podcast. If you're not already, you can watch this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, not to mention, too, you, if you're on Facebook, you can see a lot of our interview. Uh, our most recent ones are with Reed Detmers, who has been absolutely killing it. And good point. I just thought of it. Him and Hector Yon representing the Angels in the future game on Monday, I believe. Wow, that's a lot Next of Angels Monday. representation. Two guys. Yeah, but thinking <laughs> of the future game. In the future game, yeah. Last year, know. last couple of years, it's just been Joe. Yeah, and now usually we have like one rep. Right. For sure. So, um, obviously, you've seen with what Reed Demers has been doing in the minor leagues. Had like a 16-game strikeout or a 16-strikeout game but gave up like five runs. So you're kind of like, okay, yeah. he still has some work to do, but Sorry. you can definitely tell the talent's there. You definitely tell he's going to be competing for a, a rotation spot next year for sure. Uh, then Hector Yon, a uh, little bit younger, left-hander, uh, up in high A out in Tri-City, uh, Dust Devils, up in the Washington area, I believe. So a guy that might be a little bit further out, but a lot of promise uh, from him as well. But like – like, he reminds me of like a Suarez as far as like an international signing, super young, super raw. So you're hoping that he comes around and, and really can um, make a dent with this rotation maybe in two or three years. So uh, something to look out for. But that's going to be the Monday before the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby. So not this Monday coming up, obviously, the day after 4th of July, but the Monday after that it's going to be uh, Futures game Monday. No, sorry, Futures game Sunday, Home Run Derby Monday. And uh, All Star Game Tuesday, so yep. it's going to be a packed schedule. And like Chris, I I always enjoy the Home Run Derby, and with Otani now, Otani, goodness, Otani. So so far, 
and I know this in co- where Colorado, I, Colorado, Colorado. So right? I know that I know the participants. Matt Vaskersian might not, but I do. So so far, it's Otani, Pete Alonso, the defending champ, hmm. Trey Mancini. Which, if you know his story, yeah, cancer, cancer, uh, coming back, cool dude, cool dude, and then the local or the I don't know, the home hometown boy, uh, Trevor Story. Hmm. So you have four out of the eight already taken, and we'll see the next week who pops up and who uh, um, takes those last four spots. We know it's not going to be Tatis, and we know it's not going to be Vlad Jr. So, you know, hopefully they get some other big names in there. But either way you look at it, I think Otani's taking it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to put on a show. That's going to be sick. We're going to have to talk about it as we get closer, what our under-overs are going to be. Since our under-overs for um, the home run total for the year has gone way bad, Maybe we'll make an yeah. under over for the home run it derby. Escalated very quickly. Exactly. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode of the All Angels Podcast. Again, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, All Angels Podcast on YouTube. We put a little video together, and I probably post. I'll probably end up posting it on, on Instagram later in, uh, in the weekend. But um, our time at Barrel and Stave in the city of Florida. We talked about this fundraiser event for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Over eight hundred dollars raised for the foundation. Uh, it was a really fun time, and like I said, we have a video out on our YouTube now, and I'll probably end up posting it on our, our Instagram down the line, so definitely check it out. So, I am Dallin Garcia. I'm the curator. And we will catch you again Sunday, 4th of July. Have a good night. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.